Mario, are you on? I'm on. I'm on an avenue of appreciation. What about you up there in Wisconsin? Well, I uh, I confess that I I am not gonna not gonna try to clap back with with any of that alliterative luster that you. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that you're on an avenue of appreciation. That's a good thing. That's a good I appreciate thing. that you're not trying too hard to <laughs> to match it. <laughs> See, it's a good avenue. It's a good. Well, how can I top that? What better street, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're here on geocaching scripture season four. Um, geocaching again is this uh, goofy hobby where you you look up these little treasures on a map or you know in our days on an app, and uh, and you go find um, this little thing that changes a walk or a hike or something and and makes it kind of fun and makes it into a treasure hunt. Um, and my kids and I do a little bit in the summer. We need to do a couple before it gets cold again up here in Wisconsin. Um, and it becomes a snow geocache, which makes it much more challenging. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have, we've found a couple fun ones. Um, we found them in like, you know, sometimes you'll come up on it and it'll be a fake plastic log that somebody's hidden something in and, um, all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, my, that, just struck me as a metaphor for how I read scripture and how I can find these little tiny treasures in the big truth. Um, and it sort of renews a walk through a story or a truth that might be familiar to me after studying the scriptures for 30 years or wherever I've been on. So, um, but yeah, I'm Josh and I'm a uh, pastor in Wisconsin and uh, I have been um, in every form of mis- ministry, I would probably say, um, I haven't done, I haven't been like a, a mortician. Um, I've done a lot of funerals, but I haven't like quite been the only mortician guy. Um, so there's life goals, you know, life goals. Um, yeah, that's a good one for you. <laughs> what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up, Josh? I want to be a mortician just for a little while. Just for a little, just, uh. Try my hand at it, you know. <clears throat> um, so, and 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 Rick here has been a pastor for how long? Oh my! Uh, well, a pastor for I guess fifteen years in ministry for forty. So in ministry for forty, yeah, yeah. And you've had a couple adventures somewhere in there. <clears throat> I have had a few adventures. Uh, yeah, I have uh, been blessed to travel around the world and uh, preach and teach uh, theology. Um, but practical theology, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, the, I'm of the um, Ray Anderson type of theology, the shape of practical theology, uh, so that means something. Not heady academic. I'm not an academic. Um, <laughs> I don't like those big words that uh, that are hard to pronounce. I've, I've, yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I dabble. I have fun. Yeah. But, uh, but I've never been able to like fully just sit down with a. 700 page tome and and lose myself in it i would say right um, my say, kids do my kids do complain sometimes dad that word is too big and uh <laughs> you know and they're only in their 30s so <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go well now i have a question for you um, yeah have you ever been attacked or almost attacked by a wild animal Four-legged or two-legged? 
animal. <laughs> oh, too late. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I've been, I've been, uh, when I was a kid, I got chased by uh, goats one time um, who kept trying to butt me. And I've been chased by an angry rooster um, and, a, and a bull. Uh, Whoa. But um, yeah, that was fun. Um, but uh, no, not a wild animal. I've seen quite a few wild animals. Um, but I've never been attacked or almost attacked by one. What about you? Well, now, I, 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 uh, I've had, you know, yeah, I got, you know, harassed by a goose when I was a kid. And yeah. I do remember that, you know, them kind of coming after me and like grabbing me because they're pretty aggressive. Yes, they uh, are. <laughs> well, and one of the, one of the stories that uh, a friend of mine has, and it's one of these things where, like, if I hadn't seen proof of it, I wouldn't believe it. But um, I grew up in Virginia mostly, and uh, this friend of mine, Jeremy, his family lived up in the mountains, um, kind of back in the back in the swampy valleys of of the countryside. And he said he was he was out in his backyard one day, and he was. Um, doing something and he out of the corner of his eye he saw something stand up and he sort of looked over like there's no people out here what's going on and he was just a few feet away from a, a juvenile black bear um mm. that was standing up and kind of challenging him um black bears aren't usually that way but uh this one i was in a bad mood or something and it was a it was a juvenile one so it was standing um you know four feet not very tall. Um, and they just kind of looked at each other like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, and Jeremy um, stood there for a while. And then the bear just slashed him. It went like, got its claw out and slashed him right across the chest oh. and uh, really nailed him. And he, and he didn't know what to do. So he just, he didn't think he just reacted. He pushed it like they were fighting. Like they were starting a fight in a locker room or something. He pushed it and it rolled down the hill and ran away. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So, and I'd never believe it if, <clears throat> and I only saw him occasionally, but every time I saw him, I was like, take your shirt off. I want to see the thing again. And wow. he had this awesome yeah. scar right across like his pec muscle that, you know, it was, it was just a claw, claw mark basically. Um, and he's a big dude, so he's a big worked out, you know, look at my cool bear scar. I'd never have a shirt yeah. on if it was me. But <laughs> he would make a good Native American, you know, have, yeah. that, uh, have a name. Yeah, man yeah, who, he would. Man who slashed my bear. <laughs> <laughs> Something cool like that. Absolutely. I mean, uh, luckily he was just a total goofball, so it was never like, look at my thing. You know, it was always yeah. like, oh, let's let's tell funny stories and wrestle or whatever. You know? Yeah. So I, I read a lot of westerns and my mind is just really, you know, about all these wonderful names he could have. Man who pushed bear downhill, you know. <laughs> Rolling bear. I mean, there's just all kinds of different names. <laughs> Rolling bear. Shoulder slash. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think it would work. Um so I I thought there's gotta be a cool bear story in the Bible. And uh, I grabbed onto one that that I've always found a little bit confusing. Um, let me let me read it for you here. Second um, Kings two twenty three through twenty five. Uh, it's about Elisha. It says he went up from there to Bethel, and while he was going up on the way, some small boys came out of the city and jeered at him, saying, "Go up, you bald head! Go up, you bald head!" 
And he turned around, and when he saw them, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. And two she-bears came out of the woods and tore forty-two of the boys. From there he went on to Mount Carmel, and from there he returned to Samaria. Um, you do have to love that at the end, um, typical of the Old Testament, it says something completely bizarre, and then follows it with like, well, and there, you and know, he went on. yeah, he swung by Poughkeepsie, and then he had a short stop in Rochester, and then he was home. <laughs> yeah. And then he went, then he went to Chick Fil A, and he got some waffle fries. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we can we go back to the she bear thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've always found the story very strange, um, and a lot of people think it's kind of funny, and it's like you know, hey, don't make fun of bald people. And I've been bald longer than I had hair. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm looking at you, Rick, and you have this beautiful mane um that you can yeah, still shape and it's, I, a, I it's a wig <laughs> <laughs> you put on your wig for early morning zoom yeah. calls <laughs> yeah i do it's it's, it's important man. i'm so vain that depth <laughs> of vanity yeah no i've been blessed yeah but it's it's it is true because i i've heard sermons on this about uh respecting your elders go you know don't be picking on people who are bald and i remember uh um and i one time made fun of my dad for going bald and that did not go well. We'll just say. <laughs> <laughs> I I felt like I'd been attacked by a she bear. <laughs> well, everybody, like everybody in my family, is bald on both sides. Back, I don't know how many generations. And to me, like, so all my heroes, all the adults that taught me how to be a person, all had their heads showing. So it, to me, it like it never mattered. Um, yeah. You know, and the technology and all the different chemicals you can put on your head now uh, have gotten a lot better. I think it used to give you, like, superpowers and make your head glow, but um, now it's <laughs> it's more possible. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it happened, you know, when I was 20, 21 years old, and it started happening in earnest, and I just never cared for a second. But apparently yeah. Elisha did. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but afterwards he was fine <laughs> yeah he came out on top we'll say um we'll say so a couple things on this um the uh anyway it's it's one of these fun ones you have you have to dig into because there's got to be more of the story um yeah, so right. one of one of the things that was going on was the northern kingdom had two cities that jeroboam had set up against jerusalem um dan and bethel and um, he had set these up to be sort of anti-Jerusalems um, and places that were meant to be mockeries of, of true worship. Um, and Jeroboam was one of, one of the sort of evil rulers, um, one of many. I mean, they were just one yeah. after the other. Um, and, you know, in Kings and in other stories, there's the energy of where the or the, the ongoing story of where the kings and the prophets were to balance each other out. The king sort of managed, the prophet would point out blind spots. You got the impression that it was kind of a tense working relationship, but it was, yes. uh, it was very important for for keeping people in, you know, in the sphere of where God wanted them to be. Uh, Jeroboam had often, obviously broken that all the way down. Um, 
So Dan and Bethel, he had set up golden calves in these sites um, and Baal worship, which is interesting to me. I didn't realize that golden calves were like a recurring thing. They were like, you know, oh, the calf yeah. thing went well. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it's, yeah, because isn't that what uh, Israel, when they were receiving the Ten Commandments, they were waiting for Moses to come yeah. down? That's what they made. Yeah. Yeah. So there was some symbolism to that and from Egypt and from the areas there. Right. And according to Aaron, of course, that they they what they made a fire and the golden calf jumped out of it. And yeah, uh, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> it jumped so, out of it and then immediately formed into a solid shape. Yeah. Weird. Weird. You know <laughs> yeah. how you know how it, it happens. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. it, that's why I don't have a lot of campfires. I'm always <laughs> afraid of what's gonna come out. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a s'more, and you know, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this golden goblin came out. <laughs> so uh, Elisha is traveling in this area, and so he is—he's a, a marked man, um, <clears throat> and he's—he's he's near near Bethel. They all know who he is. He's quite famous in the area, um, and he's approached by a group of of sort of jeering youths. Um, uh, one commentary I was reading approached. Uh, classified them as as brown shirts you know they were sort of these yeah these yeah. young toughs uh with an a ideological gang. backing a gang, in other words a gang yeah yeah um and the king james version um they said they were little 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 children and so then you end up with these horrible stories um that i think some more severe parents have used to be like see what happened to these kids <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Go clean your room or a she bear's cooking. <laughs> Whatever that yeah. is. Um but the more more accurate translation is uh angry young men, um sort of yeah. young toughs. Um and I think it ironically they were more like skinheads, which I think sure. is hilarious in context. Um Sure. So yeah. young toughs with with a with an ideological backing to their toughness. Um not just a group of like rabble rousers who want to harass people, but they were coming out of um, sort of a hate group philosophy, um, and they're descending on Elisha. And I mean, at the end of the story is that they forty-two of them were killed by the bears, and you're like, yeah. well, how many were there? <laughs> yeah, and, good question. Uh, yeah, yeah, and these bears were like efficient. I can't imagine, you know. Like, number 40 was like, hey, I should probably get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Just two more. Just two more. If he kills two more, <laughs> I'm running. <it. laughs> yeah, yeah. We should get out of here, Jerry. Jerry? <laughs> so. Yeah, I like the fact that you used ideological just after we get done saying that, you know, my kids don't like those big words. Yeah, right, right. Yes, we were just talking in the in the in the interval during the commercial there about how how thousand dollar words are not our are not our cup of tea. But there you go. <laughs> but but it is. I mean, you make a good point, Josh. That um, forty two forty two of these uh, gang members are killed it does make you wonder how many were there. Right, right, yeah. and because uh, you know, as soon as those bears come out and start slashing. They're running. Right. Right. And they, yeah. they're falling all over each other. Um, yeah. And that's... So one of the things they say is go up. And go up is a taunt 
to go up to the high places and offer a pagan sacrifice. So go up, you know, get into the temple and 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 start participating in our in our worship that is blasphemous. Um, and it was kind of a go up or else. So yeah. go do the thing or else I'm going to make you do this. And and you think of like these scenes where um uh in, in throughout human history there has been um parodies of of a conquered people. Um you know the things that Nazis did to Jewish temples and things like that where it's you know here we're going to we're going to make it like this and then they sometimes will force people to do certain rituals or something that make it make fun of what they're part of make fun is a very light word for it but they make a mockery of what their what their ideology or their traditions are and that's what so it the, is so this so this phrase then go up baldy mm-hmm. and baldy is i as i recall is kind of connotes a uncleanliness leper, leper. so yeah. basically they're saying go up and do this or else right yes yeah it's it's becoming almost like a mob killing um, yeah. So they're not they're not making fun of him like as he passes. They're not like yelling out a window. Um, they're coming after him. Um, yeah. And Baldy uh, connotes lep- leprosy, and so it's again leprosy, uncleanness. It's an insult that is a religious insult. Um, so. So there's a similarity to this as you're talking. I'm I'm thinking of the similarity when. When the mob took Jesus to the to the pinnacle, was going to throw him down. It's similar to that. Uh, yeah, I, I think you could draw you could draw a similarity to that. Absolutely. Um, that's in, uh, and I can't I can't think of exactly where that is. But the mob takes Jesus up to the cliff to throw him down, and he slips out from among them, essentially. Yeah, we did a podcast on that. If you recall, that's the one where the story was really about. Not it was is about the fact that they got mad at him after after the uh, the uh, talking about the year of jubilee because he was including Gentiles in the story yes. and so they got mad yes. at him and they were so as again it was a mob mentality just like you're talking about mm-hmm. here yeah ideologically driven um, yeah and so so all that to say like greater powers are at work here it's not it's not just a kind of a weird incident which is honestly how it at least to our eyes um, gets portrayed you know. Yeah, um, that it just sort of happened, and and then you're like, well, that was weird, and then it just goes on without much explanation. So, um, so they're yelling this at him, go up, Baldy, um, and then the she bears kind of emerge as protecting God's prophet. So, Elisha is the hero in the story. He is doing what mm-hmm. he needs to be doing, and he's doing it in a place that's the valley of the shadow of death, um, and it's scary, and it's lonely and everything else but they it's so they are protecting god's prophet and they're protecting prophecy they're protecting the story um not as exacting revenge so it's not it's not a revenge for hey i'm very i'm very self-conscious about my thinning hair right (laughs) you know you know what how about some she bears (laughs) yeah 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 i like it i like it because it's it's a it's a it's a story about god protecting the one he has called to represent him. Amen. Amen. So um, this is the, he's shown in this moment to be the heir of Elijah, um, that he can, mm-hmm. that that prophecy continues, um, that God yeah. has not withdrawn himself uh, from the story, but that, that the story continues. So 
once again, we see God working through the single hero rather than the marauding mob. Um, one man of faith that trusted God's protection. And so the story of redemption still goes on. Um, and as the world changes, we become a slimmer minority all the time. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that, that we, aren't, we aren't the marauding mob, especially here in the U.S. and, and in the West. Um, we don't have near as much um, power, and, uh, and we're not the only game in town anymore. Um, and uh, we're getting to be where, where we, are, we are more in, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, maybe hostile territory. Um, yeah, where yeah. where we don't we don't rule things anymore, and I as one author yeah, said, there is a mob mentality that's attacking. Yeah, there can be, there can be, absolutely. Um, and one author said I read not too long ago, and he said um, Christianity is not only is is not the king anymore, and right. praise God, praise God, because it was never meant to be. Right, yeah. Pax Humana. Cheers. <laughs>